0: to uh, continue with part two of a series that we started uh, called Change Your Mind. And um, I I really want to encourage you to um, simplify, to don't allow the enemy to complicate things in your life and in your thinking. Uh, Truth is very uh, plain. It's very simple. It's very... Uh, powerful, but it's not hard to access, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Truth is for all of us. Jesus is truth, and he's made himself fully accessible to anyone, anywhere, through simple faith in him. So you may feel like you don't measure up, and I agree you don't, (laughs) but neither do I. But it's not about measuring up. Jesus measured up for you. He measured up for me. He paid the price. He he canceled the distance between you and God. You, and through faith in Christ, you become God's very own son and God's very own uh, very own child. You become a co-heir with Christ. So Highway this this Highway Church Ministry, this Highway Hope Network is a very special place. We are a voice of the goodness of God in your life to empower you, to live the abundant life Christ came to give you, to build you up in who Jesus is and what He's done for you and who you are in Him. So let's get right into the Word. Uh, It's entitled Change Your Mind. This is part two. We're going to keep going with this series. It's so important. It's so powerful. Um, Let's pray as we begin. Father, thank you for this uh, time with you, for this Jesus time. Holy Spirit, we, uh, we need you. We need you to guide us into all truth. We need you to, to quicken us, to strengthen us, to help us to see ourselves as you see us, new creations in Christ Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, change your mind. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and do that. You don't have to do it right now, but after the message, because we laid a tremendous foundation for part two, okay? We started off our series, Change Your Mind, by making a shocking statement saying that Jesus began his ministry um, not by calling us to confess our sins, New. but by calling us to change our mind, that's a big deal because I grew up, and maybe you did too, in a religious tradition that taught us to be sin conscious, taught us that we had to keep paying for our sins, basically. We had to you know, be mindful of them and, and be watchful of them and confess them, and, and, and I understand that thinking, but... I learned when I began reading the scriptures and studying Christ that God doesn't want you to be sin conscious. He wants you to be how much he loves you conscious. He wants you to be, uh, how good good is my heavenly father conscious? He wants you to be finished work of Christ conscious. He wants you to be conscious that, that through faith in Christ, you become his own child. That you are now the righteousness of God in him. That God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit is living in you. And you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I never heard anything like that in the religious tradition I grew up. But I'm here to let you know that it is so and it is true in Christ. So um, this idea of repentance that we're probably you're familiar with and I'm familiar with, uh, it actually is not a biblical idea. Let me explain that, okay? We went in depth in part one. I'm not going to go back through all of that. But this English word, repent, R-E-P-E-N-T, Okay, if you've been in any type of a church for, for a while, if you've read the Bible, you've seen that word in your Bible, but that's actually an English word. The Bible wasn't written in English. New Testament was written in Greek. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. So when you see that word repent in your New Testament, that Greek word is metanoio, Okay, and what does that Greek word mean? It means to change your mind and change your purpose. That's how Jesus began his ministry, calling us to change our mind, change our purpose. We could say it this way, to think differently or to think after God's thoughts, to think in line with the way God thinks. You see, I never heard this growing up, and I wish I had, because this changes everything. So when Jesus said, "Let's go to Mark chapter one," Mark chapter one, and uh, let's start in verse fourteen. This this totally changes our whole concept of the gospel and of of the heart of God towards us. Jesus, he begins his ministry with an announcement verse 14 of Mark chapter 1. It says, "Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the good news of the kingdom. It's good news, not bad news, and saying, listen when he said, "The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand." Look at this next word, repent, that's the English word, but the Greek word, metanoia, change your thinking, change your mind, change your purpose, and believe the good news that I'm preaching to you about God the Father. All right, that is what God has called us to do, to begin to learn how good the Father is, to learn how much the Father loved us so much that he gave his Son for us, to learn what Christ accomplished for us through his finished work, and then to learn who we are now in Christ. That is the call of Jesus upon our lives, all right? Now, it's always been God's desire Okay, that we think according to His thoughts, that we we think along uh, along the lines of his word, that we embrace his word, that we meditate in his word, that we speak his word, that we believe his word, and that we move forward in his word. His word and his thoughts are the same thing, okay? God has revealed his thoughts to us through his word. Let's look at this in the scriptures, okay? This is going to be an awesome series. We're going to take our time. We're going to work our way through the scriptures. Let's go to John chapter 5, John chapter 5, John chapter 5, hallelujah, and we're going to start in verse 5, and as we look at this, (laughs) I want you to notice the stark contrast between the thoughts of God and the thoughts of religious tradition. Okay? Stark contrast. We're going to see Jesus revealing to us the thoughts of God, and then you're going to see the thoughts of religious tradition fighting against that. All right? Jesus is the very thought and mind of God, right? He's the Word of God personified. John chapter 5, we're starting in verse 5. Now, Jesus is by the pool of Bethesda, right? And a certain man, verse 5, was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. It's a long time. When Jesus saw him lie there and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will you be made whole? Do you want to be well? That is a good question. Verse 7, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus says unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Let's just get a little background here. We didn't read verses 1 through 4, but there were there were sick people around the pool of Bethesda. There may have been hundreds, there may have been thousands, and what had happened at this pool an angel would come periodically to to stir the water and the first person that was put in that water was made whole. So this man didn't have anyone to put him in the water. He was frustrated, but he had the healer standing in front of him, and he didn't know it. And the healer says, do you want to get well? And he says, well, I don't have anyone to put me in the water. Jesus says, rise, take up your bed, and walk. These are the thoughts of God. What are God's thoughts towards you? Rise. Take take up your bed and walk. But I I don't have the right uh, prescription. I, I, I have this. This happened in my background. I went through this accident. I don't have the right genes. I don't have the right DNA. This runs in my face. Will you be made whole? In other words, no matter what obstacle you think has kept you from being whole, Jesus uh, overcomes that. Jesus is greater than that. And if you'll put faith in Christ, you will experience the wholeness you've been longing for for 38 years. Hello. Right? Will you be made whole? Look to Jesus. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Remember when Jesus speaks, he's giving us the thoughts of God. Right? Change your mind. Think differently. Think after God. Okay, think like God thinks. And immediately the man was made whole. This is what happens when we think after God's thoughts, when we act on what God has said, okay? Immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. Wow. This is what goes on in the mind of God. He sees, he sends His Word. He sees us receiving it and acting on it and enjoying wholeness. Now, let's see what religious tradition had to say, okay? So he took up his bed and walked, in verse 9, and on the same day, uh-oh, was the Sabbath. Hmm, what's the deal here? The Jews, therefore, said unto him that was cured... It is the Sabbath day, and it is not lawful for those to carry uh, for for thee to carry your bed. Wow, do we see a stark contrast here? This man has been impotent for thirty eight years. he came face to face with the Christ. God himself spoke to him and said, rise and be whole. And he, he was instantly made whole. You would think that everyone around would be celebrating and jumping up and down and rejoicing. But what, why were they not? Because their minds were focused on their religious tradition. You see, in the tradition of this day, picking up your mat and carrying it on the Sabbath was considered work. And you're not to do any work on the Sabbath. This was the thinking of religious tradition. It was not the thinking of God, obviously, because God's the one who told him to get up and walk, right? I, 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 I'm not trying to pick on anybody here, but I do want you to realize how contrary religious tradition can be to the thoughts of God. All right? And I'm exhorting you, this ministry exists to exhort you to go with God's Word, to go with His thoughts, to forsake the religious tradition and be whole. All right? Let's keep reading. So this man gets chastised by the the religious experts, right? So God is focused on the man's wholeness. Religious tradition is focused on their rules and regulations. It's still the same today, folks. Hello. Verse 11, he answered them, this is the man who was made whole. He that, he that made me whole, he said unto me, take up your bed and walk. So he's like, well, that's what he told me to do. Then they asked him, what you talking about, Willis? You remember that from different strokes? Now, they said, what man is that which said unto you, take up your bed and walk? So they don't even care that he was made whole. That's not even penetrating their thinking. Isn't that amazing? I mean, this miraculous healing just took place right in front of them, and they're oblivious to the whole thing. They're thinking rules, regulations, you're in trouble. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Isn't this crazy? I mean, come on. Are you with me? Can we be real? Is it okay to be real? Yeah, I think it's, it's important, right? So, so uh, let's see, where did I leave off? What are you talking about, Willis, right? Verse 13, and he that was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had conveyed, him, had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. So the, the guy didn't even know who it was, right? <laughs> Afterward Jesus finds him in the temple he says unto him behold you are made whole sin no more lest a worse thing come unto you the man departed and he told the jews that it was jesus now he knows who it is it's jesus who made me whole aha uh-huh. now look at religious traditions response to god and therefore did the jews persecute jesus and they sought to slay him. Why? Because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. He broke their rules, he broke their tradition. Bad, bad Jesus, no, good, good Jesus, right? Everything he does is perfect. So if they were wise, they would have said, forgive us, Lord. Teach us your ways. We forsake this tradition and we embrace who you are. We want to follow you. Your ways make people whole. Our ways put people in bondage. Forgive us. Right? Now, verse 17. But Jesus answered them. Listen how he. So they are persecuting Jesus now because he made this man whole. Jesus answered them. He said, gee, I'm sorry, fellas. I'll go along with your tradition. No, he said, my father. What's he talking about? Thoughts of God, right? This is, this is metanoia. My father has been working until now, and I have been working. So this is a work of God. Jesus has demonstrated to us the thoughts of God. Verse 18, Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Wow, they missed the whole thing. God's in front of them, and they can't see him. Why? Because their minds have been blinded by their religious tradition. It's happening today, folks. Highway family, come on. Embrace the thoughts of God for your life. Embrace the wholeness that Christ alone brings. Verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you. Now listen, he's given us insight into his ministry. The son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees The Father do. Jesus is saying it again. This is a work of my Father. This is the will of my Father. This is the kingdom of God. This is what God is all about. (laughs) The Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do for whatever He does, the Father, the Son uh, does in the same way or in like manner. Verse 20, for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these. Wow. Excuse me. Yeah, he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. Oh, boy, there's so much here. I don't want to go too fast. Listen, Jesus is giving us insight into the ministry he has for us, into the calling upon your life. He's giving us insight. What is it? That we are to spend time with the Father and let him show us how to do this. Let him show us what his plan and purpose is, where to go who to talk to, what to do, what not to do. We are to be led by the Spirit of God in our daily lives. Okay? This is what Jesus did. He didn't do anything unless he saw the Father do it. He didn't say anything unless the Father said it. Listen, if you want to experience the abundant life Christ came to give you, do the same thing Jesus did. Don't do anything unless you've seen the Father do it. Don't say anything unless the Father has said it. This is so powerful. We, we True English word repentance, metanoia, the true change that Christ has called us to is to imitate him, to, to personally adopt every thought of God as our own. That if the Father says it, I say it. If the Father thinks it, I think it. If the Father doesn't say it, I don't say it. If the Father doesn't think it, I don't think it. I mean, it was just the other day, I had stupid thoughts come into my mind. And I, to, I don't accept those. I so said, no, I have the mind of Christ. Those are not my thoughts. I do not take ownership of them. I don't allow them. I have the mind of Christ. This is what Christ has called us to, to fully embrace the thought life of the Father. Change your mind. This is good. I like this. I'm glad I'm here. How about you? Yes. Hallelujah. Listen, don't complicate this. God's thoughts are revealed to us in His Word, in the Holy Bible. Now, I know there's a lot of things in here. There's thoughts of man. There's attitudes of people. There's, there's some, some crazy things that go on in this Bible. But there's also the very thoughts and will of God are revealed to us in here. So you'll not only see the sinful behavior of man here, you'll see some, some men and women doing amazing things for God. Some, some powerful heroes are in this book. And you'll see the very thoughts and will of God revealed to us in His Word. Okay? Let's look at this. In John chapter 12, let's look at what Jesus said. This is so good. So basically, Highway Family, our lives are all about what the Father thinks and what the Father says. That's what our lives are about. What's the Father say? What's the Father think? That's what we do. All right? John chapter 12. Let's start in verse 44. Jesus cried and said, in other words, he he declared loudly, he that believes on me believes not on me, but on him that sent me. Who's that? The Father. Why? Because Jesus only did what his Father did, only said what his Father said. Verse 45, and he that sees me sees him that sent me. For I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. God's thoughts, pure light. Religious tradition, darkness. Philosophies of men, darkness. God's word, light. Word of man, darkness. Okay? Important to understand this. You're going to have to make a decision to go with God because you will face persecution for doing so. All right? Hallelujah. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. Verse 47. And if any man hear my words, what are words? Are thoughts expressed. Very simple, right? Words and believe not. I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Hey, verse 48, he that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall shall judge him in the last day. Verse 49, here's a verse I wanted to get to. For I have not spoken of myself. But the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Wow. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Do you believe God has life everlasting for you? Right? When we realize this, we fully embrace every thought and word of the Father because we recognize he's the author of life and every intention of his heart is blessing towards us right and i and i know that his commandment is life everlasting whatsoever i speak therefore even as the father said unto me so i speak do you see this intimate relationship that jesus our example had with his father How did he develop this intimate relationship? Simple, by choosing to say only what the Father said. And you can develop an intimate relationship with the Father just like Jesus has by doing the same thing. Choose only to say what the Father has. Now listen, that doesn't mean I walk around quoting Bible scriptures all day to other people. Okay, I can, I can have a normal conversation with someone about a project at work or about the Patriots or the Yankees or oh, watch it, right? Or I can talk to people about anything, but it means if that conversation starts going in an ungodly direction, I don't go there. So if I'm hanging out at the water cooler at work or having coffee with someone and the conversation becomes ungodly, I don't contribute to that ungodliness. Are you with me? Why? Because my thoughts are stayed on Him. My words are His words. So I only want words to come out of my mouth that bring Him honor and glory and agree with His will and purpose revealed to us in Christ. Now, I, that doesn't mean I all of a sudden you know, shoot out a Bible scripture in the middle of their conversation. Maybe they start talking about something uh, ungodly or immoral or they start gossiping about someone. Well, I may not say anything. I may just listen and and let the Holy Spirit guide and direct me. Is there something I should say here, Lord? Or maybe I'll just change the subject to try and get us back in a positive direction. But listen to me. These little conversations we have in our daily lives with people matter to our personal well-being. You can't experience the wholeness that Christ brings and just let anything come out of your mouth. It doesn't work that way. Sooner or later, what comes out of our mouth consistently is going to affect our well-being. All right? What are we doing right now? We're changing the way we think. We're realizing, you know what? I need to think differently in that area of my life. I need to really curb these conversations in a different direction now. I'm no longer going to engage in a conversation with that person about someone else anymore. I'm no longer to participate in words that violate my father's thoughts. Man, this is real life, guys. Listen, the mark of someone who's truly walking with Jesus, the mark of true spirituality are the words they choose to speak and agree with. All right? So the mark of spirituality is not a halo. Above someone's head. It's not glowing raiments. It's the words that someone chooses to speak and agree with. All right. Isn't this awesome, Highway Family? This is so good. Hallelujah. So listen, I want to pray with you right now. We're going to continue this series as long as we need to. But it's so good. I want to pray with you. Yes, Jen, you can come on up here in and, and Eden. I want to pray for us. Because this, this 2022 year, I really believe the Lord wants to uh, to exhort us to change our thinking. To see things as He sees them. There's something happening special in this this season of time. And it's really all about the Father's plans in the earth. And listen, if you cling to to the, your own thinking or the, the thoughts of man or religious tradition, you're going to miss the Father's plan. So I want to pray for everyone listening to this message, for this Highway Family. Father, wow, you sent, you sent your thoughts into the earth mm-hmm. in the person of your Son. You revealed your mind to us in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, it saved our lives The revealing of your mind sets us free. The thinking after you, thinking your thoughts after you sets us free. Lord, I pray for everyone listening to this message, everyone participating in this online worship service. Holy Spirit, help us to think like you. Help us to think your thoughts after you. Help us to talk like you, to respond to situations like you do. Father, I pray that your words would blossom and grow and bear much fruit in our hearts and minds and lives. In Jesus' name. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.